0: Previously on Poldark, the citizens of Cornwall were going hungry because George and the rest of the magistrates were jacking up the price of grain. So Ross, Caroline, and Demelza came up with a plan to get some grain and sell it at a reasonable price to the citizens. George caught wind of that and got made a fool of and wound up closing down Wheel Leisure. And Ross, thinking he could save everybody hired a handful of the guys that will grace so that's all well and good in the meanwhile drake and morwenna are hitting it off but george and elizabeth are trying to set morwenna up with this guy named whitworth um aside from that dr dwight is still in prison in france and demelza had a baby out of nowhere so uh and there's a healthy baby so a lot happened i think this week is a lot simpler so let's get into it on the lords of grantham podcast let's go Back again. Swashbuckling season here on Poldark. How's it going,
1: Corey? I'm doing okay, Dave. I'm, I'm ready to be talking Poldark Season 3, Episode 5.
0: That's the best thing? I mean, there's something to talk about. What, a, what an episode.
1: Hell of an episode. And to be honest, Dave, and just be upfront, there isn't much else going on in the world of Downton or Poldark, The Crown or what have you. It's, uh, it's the middle of summer right now. Things are, uh, have kind of slowed down on that front. Yeah, sure. So <laughs> we, we can just cut to the chase with the episode. Or, Dave, just how you been, man? How you doing? Good.
0: Man? Over the weekend, I got to say that uh, there was a wrestling show on, so I was perusing Peacock, as uh, I don't always do, but mm-hmm. I decided to throw on the Downton channel to see, because I know we talked about that last week, uh, and it was the season four Christmas special with... with Cousin Harold, and it was one of those things where I was like, man, I can see the function of this. Like, it you just fall <laughs> down the rabbit hole. I think I watched like 15 minutes. It's like, you got to see a little bit more of Giamatti there. Well, I don't even know? think I got to Giamatti. I was just at the house. But oh, wow. It is, uh, I could definitely see how, especially some of our fans that love the show, and I've watched it multiple times, uh, how they would like that, so... You know, maybe maybe not my cup of tea, but I gave it a shot, and it was. Uh, I did almost get sucked in, so I can't say it's not my cup of tea. It is my cup of tea, but I'm not generally a uh, background noise TV Nature. viewer.
1: Yeah, I have not checked it out. I can't say that I have. I, I'm you know, just trying to keep my head afloat with life. That hey, it's that time of year. It's busy season. <laughs> <laughs> plans, man, plans every weekend. Oh yeah, so. On that note... You know who's got some plans? One, one. We do have plans? No, I said,
0: do you know who has some plans? I'm trying to do a smooth segue for the, the, uh, the
1: episode. well, I mean, Ross has some plans. Yeah, absolutely. He This man is always a planner.
0: This, I think, is... is as, as I was watching this episode, I was like, this is the easiest episode to break down in the history of <laughs> of our entire podcast.
1: I was kind of hoping, you know, because I've been te- teeing this up, that we know where Dwight is. It's just a matter of going and rescuing them and saving them. I was almost hoping that the whole episode would just be one unbroken venture for for Tholly and and, uh, Ross and the boys to just go break Dwight out. We don't need any of the nonsense with George. We don't need any of the stuff with Caroline. Let's just Mm -hmm. have him beating up French people for an hour, just punching them all in the face as he goes along the way.
0: And, I mean, it was I would say it was like 65% of of them doing that.
1: (laughs) Oh, yeah, yeah. No, I, I feel fed. Uh, based on how much we got to see uh, Ross punch people with his clothes. Definitely. Fist.
0: De- and it was a nice, uh, like, uh, what's the movie where all like the citizens fight the
1: Russians? Red Dawn? It's like
0: a Red Dawn of our Poldar crew. Like, let's get the band together, we're going.
1: Something like that, yeah. I, I was thinking more Expendables, where they travel to an island. That's, <laughs> That's true. Really-
0: oh, yeah, that is true. Well, I just mean as far <laughs> as most of them are sort of past their prime physical... Specimens, or however you want to say, you know, they're all so, out so of who practice. In this
1: case, is Ross sliced alone?
0: I think uh, Thalia is sliced alone. Really? And then I think Ross is Statham.
1: Oh, I don't know. I feel like Drake is more Statham.
0: No, Drake is what's his name in *Expendables 2*? Uh, Liam Hemsworth.
1: <laughs> yeah, Liam Hemsworth. That's who Drake is. <laughs>
0: Our audience um, is like, we know exactly what you're talking about. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, they, they immediately tuned out. He around. tried to no, do okay. a smooth
0: transition into talking about the plans, and Corey messed it up, and now they're talking about Sylvester Stallone.
1: <laughs> Back to this episode. We <laughs> open with the cliffs and the water Again. crashing on those cliffs. <laughs> Every episode this season. Um, Caroline believes there's a chance that you know they can get Dwight out of there because she heard about plans for... Uh, some of the British forces to go to France and uh, take back the the town or the area that was uh, taken over mm-hmm. and hopefully rescue some uh, prisoners along the way. Yeah. But the thing is, this is an operation that the British don't have any plans to rescue anyone on. This is purely just go in, knock them out. We're not worried about the innocent folk and... That doesn't sit well with Ross. He's like, "Well, I got, we got to do something about this."
0: Yeah, and Ross doesn't want to operate on somebody else's timeline. So, mm-hmm. it's a situation where it's like, "Let's get." I got an idea, and Demelza's like, "Oh no!" One of his ideas. Because Dwight
1: could be dead if they don't move fast enough. Yeah,
0: yeah, and we know that these people are getting killed for sport.
1: Yeah, so Ross needs a team. He assembles Sylvester Stallone, <laughs> also known as Thali.
0: Well, Thali uh, is like implied in the planets It's like, is, it doesn't Demelza say, is this one of your like Thali situations? Like, yeah, it is.
1: It's so clear at this point that Thali is just a stand-in for Judd. Like Judd would be the guy who shows up there if not for Thali.
0: That's true. But Thali in this case, actually, Thali is like an intelligent Judd.
1: Oh, yeah. He's a lot more capable. He's, he knows how to handle a gun and, and attack people. Uh, but
0: has he cheated but, death? Has he been in the morgue and, and risen from the dead?
1: I mean, we don't know Thali's backstory. I did do some research on like the reception of Thali as a character, and there was an article. Uh, it was in, in The Sun about people complaining about how incoherent he sounded, that you could only understand one of every five words he would say at a time. Which I got subtitles
0: fair. on, so I don't really care.
1: <laughs> I know, I know, but... It's just funny that we weren't alone in thinking that. like he was very He's a mumbler, <laughs> hard <yeah. to> understand. <laughs> uh But Sothali's not the only one joining him. Ross is going to get some of his boys. He's got Henshaw, Zaki rolling deep with them. I don't know why he thought well, it would be okay th- for I, them to come along.
0: I don't even think that he thought that they should come. They were just kind of sort of giving out the paychecks that day, handing out the shillings and the guineas. And they're like, oh, man, I'm going to go do this thing. And they're like, we're going to come too. And he's like, okay. <laughs>
1: That, that's how you know you got. A, uh, that's how you find out who your friends are right there. Mm-hmm. Those who are like, you're going to go risk your life, get the strap. Let's go. I'm, I'm down. I'm there for it.
0: Well, Henshaw <laughs> says uh, he's like, well, he, you know, who knows how many of our minors have been saved by Dr. Dwight? Like, this is our duty. So. These are very uh, you, morally steadfast people in a lot of ways.
1: I, I know they're trying to keep this plan on the low, but you think they would have maybe tried to get, like, some. Legit help, you know, a so, so heavy in there <laughs> to help you out maybe. You mean Dolly's not good enough? I mean, Dolly's good, but like someone a little bit more spry. I guess Drake is that. But Sam, what are you doing? Come on, Sam Karn.
0: Oh, they don't want him. <laughs>
1: yeah, he's but they also don't think they're going to
0: – they think this is going to go off a lot differently than it actually does. Spoiler alert. Yeah. But before I mean, let's we, keep yeah. moving through it. Do you want to keep moving through it, or do you just want to talk about the few little table-setting moments that happen?
1: Okay, set the table, Dave.
0: There's not really, t- I guess, table setting is the wrong phrase. Um, we have a few bits of exposition that get d- dropped in that uh, Valentine has rickets.
1: <laughs> to which George wonders why they they've raised him correctly. They've done everything they could. Uh, so this is like a simple
0: man's me. disease. I don't do, do. you know what rickets are?
1: <laughs> uh, I did some research. It's about uh, your bone density, and and the strength of them. So. Sid so doesn't want Valentine to be deformed. Exactly. But Elizabeth reassures him he'll be fine. Dr. Choke has got this. Well, he's
0: started, he's starting to doubt Dr. Choke too.
1: Yeah. I mean, it, it, George is the last in town to be like, wait a second, this Dr. Choke guy may not actually be all that good at his job.
0: About time, right? Yeah. And we do see a few scenes of, um, just setting up to where we are with Dr. Dwight him and this Armitage fellow who's kind of his apprentice are just trying to get by and keep people alive. And there's a moment where a guard comes in and is straight up like like Watto in Star Wars where he rolls the dice. He says, you know, blue the boy and red the mother. And it's, it's blue Dr. Dwight, red the guy on the operating table. And it's mm-hmm. red. Guy gets taken out back and... I think Dr. Dwight goes, Oh no, he has a fever and then you just hear a gunshot. It's like he it doesn't have a fever anymore.
1: Yeah. They they are not really uh, being discriminate with who they're killing anymore. They they don't care. Yeah, they're bored. You
0: can see these people and and I believe Demelza asks like asks Ross why people in war are like that. Why is that their nature? And you know, it's just. It, and he, he's just, got a
1: good response to that, though. He, he says, you, "You know, people just stare at something else, and they all they see is just the enemy. It's just like not even someone human. It's mm-hmm. that, that's how they get through. It. It's like, man, is that a is that pretty prescient? Yeah, <laughs> that statement. Of, you know, people just look at things and they just hate it. Just. Ugh. I'm glad yeah. to see
0: them having functional communications of, about uh, little things. You know, they're just. She's mm-hmm. just consulting with him about something he knows about and she doesn't. That's a nice. Appropriate thing to see. Yeah. And also, I guess on the subject of Demelza, before the gang takes off for France to go free Dr. Dwight, Mm -hmm. Morwenna gets a message from Aunt Agatha, who sees that there's some some toad play going on.
1: Yeah, and she's... Seeing that he, that Moran has been hanging around the Drake boy. And her tarot and cards say the,
0: car- the lovers.
1: But that doesn't bode well for them. Uh, or at least the reaction that Agatha is giving. She's mm-hmm. like, oh no. No, this ain't going to work out. The bo- that boy is a toad. He's not actually a human. That's what she's thinking, maybe.
0: Nope, nope. And she, <laughs> she basically tells... Tells Marwena that this is bad. This is a this is not good. You know, this is the kind of thing
1: you gotta get out now. You don't wanna date a toad. He may just turn back into one at any given time.
0: Nope, nope. And <laughs> Marwena's like, but I they want me to marry a toad in this uh, Whitworth guy, right? And mm-hmm. it's like, Well this is a lot this this is a lot more intense than you think, Marwena. So You gotta give it up for Marwena though. She
1: she tells
0: tells Drake, you know, we've taken this thing too
1: far. Right. I mean, and it's funny, I feel like Agatha scares God into Morwenna where, uh, what was it, Agatha tells her, there's nothing good coming for you, I fear. You know, like, things are not going to go how you hope. <laughs>
0: now, who is it who says uh, to Morwenna that, you know, it's not her that's going to feel this. It's, Drake, because Drake is related to Ross. It's that is not Agatha. Okay. Yeah, because my yeah. notes were so vague because this episode just keeps moving forward that I lost track right. of exactly because who said that.
1: Her point was that George, he's a mean guy. He's not going to go directly at you. He's going to cut off everything around you, essentially, and make you feel even worse about things. Mm-hmm. And that is how he's going to get at her. It's just he's going to go after Drake instead. Which is not wrong. No, definitely not.
0: So she gives George the news and he, you know, like the 17-year-old boy that he is or however old he's supposed to be, he cries about it to his sister. Yep. And and she tells him to find some purpose and says, you're going to get over this, you know.
1: That, that That's how you keep on. You just find, you know, something to keep you going. And boy, does he get the wrong idea about that. Oh, yeah. Correct. <laughs> uh, that is correct. He, I mean, do we want to jump ahead to where where he shows up?
0: Yeah, at this point, they're already on the boat. They're going to France, and and you, I mean, the writing's on the wall. As soon as the breakup happens,
1: mm-hmm. Drake is sailing with Tallahan, Ross, and the boys. He's a
0: stowaway.
1: I kind of, I kind of wish. I mean, because they they get there. Well, have we, is that everything that we need before we get on, onto this mission here?
0: Um, there's also rumors that, uh, Ross is going to be eligible to run for parliament. Well, that's, that's, that's besides that's, the point. I'm let, just trying, we'll, yeah. Let's just,
1: so, so they're on, they're on the way there. They're, they're sailing. It's not too far of a trip. Oh, I
0: guess before they leave, Ross does go to see Aunt Agatha and explains he's not going to be there for a little bit. She says she's turning 100 years old and Which, he better be back do, for the party.
1: She looks old. Does she look 100 no, years old? No, she does age? not look 100 years old. She looks like a spry 80. I think she'd be a spry ninety. Oh, okay. Yeah. Hundred gives me pause so maybe she just forgot what her age is. Yeah,
0: maybe this is just sort of a gimmick to get people together for. Her.
1: Yeah. And we do get a moment of Ross saying goodbye to Demelza, you know, as they as they have to. And, you know, I got he's gotta come back for the kids. They got a new kid to raise and stuff. Mm hmm. Little clones. Uh, I thought it was nice too that when Drake goes to Demelza to consult her, uh, you know, about like how do you get over a heartbreak, and she actually brings up the death of her child, which mm-hmm. you know we haven't heard too much about, and you know she just found a way to keep going. It's like man, she has seen some stuff.
0: Yep, yep. I, I'm surprised she didn't bring up the fact that her husband went and go and, and slept with his high school sweetheart just to. to I don't think a that's spite. something to share with your brother. <laughs> maybe. <laughs> yeah, I don't
1: know about your. Who's still your husband there? It's, it, just keep that on, uh, to yourself, maybe. Yeah.
0: Well, you know, you think thinking of all. This was the moment, if there ever was one.
1: Yeah. Surely. Okay, so they're setting sail, and they touched down. And d- d- when do they get word that the British aren't coming? I think they're there, or no, they're they're so they're before they set sail. They're on their ride over there, right? They're they're mm-hmm. on their horses. On the cliff, and then they get news that, like, oh, the British aren't going to be there when you get there.
0: Yeah. They say, you got to do this one on your
1: own. And so they kind of have to audible and choose to just shoot from the hip. Like, they, they, they can't wait.
0: Yeah. Well, when Ross does not want Drake to be one of the boys.
1: Mm-mm. Why should he? He's a child.
0: He's a little boy. He is a little boy.
1: Yeah. Uh... But this is where you find out who your friends are, man. Drake is down; he's there. Yeah, and as Henshaw or Zach, he's like, we could use him. He's heartbroken. We need warm bodies he's, he's, here. Let's give him a purpose. Let's give him something to get over. Why not? So then they set sail.
0: Yes, or you know, part two of the journey, wherever they are, and the the, you know, they should show a map or something so we know where they're going.
1: That'd be nice. I feel like they used that before or once before in the show where they showed them going somewhere like Indiana Jones style. Yeah, scale,
0: do some Indiana Jones map stuff.
1: When they were looking for Mark or something. Um, but they 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 go to a, a what is there what's their thing they say? Like, oh that the only British people you see over there are prisoners. So some some, some people have to pretend to be prisoners. Mm-hmm. Uh But, like, they're at a French, like, they're at a restaurant that's overrun with, like, French soldiers, and that's kind of, like, where they decide, like, okay, we have to kind of switch things up here.
0: Yeah, yeah. Now, I I was worried that this was the same French bar where Ross got snitched out last time, but we're not. Ross is like, I got to go. I'll be back in an hour. And then immediately he's like, all right, I'm back. Time to go.
1: Yeah. what, What did he go to check on exactly then?
0: Maybe just to get the lay of the land or something. Maybe it'll come back later. I really had no clue what he went to go
1: check on. He just had to go cut one loose out there. The yeah, he really, he'd been <laughs> holding it in on yeah, seasickness. Uh, I kind of wish there was like a – I mean, they do have a bit of a moment before they, they set out and stuff where, like, I think Henshaw's the one saying, like, we're doing this for, for the team. Like, we, we got to do this.
0: Oh, yeah, Henshaw's right? gra- Henshaw yeah. comes
1: out with, with a, I think, something we need
0: a T-shirt of where he says, everything in life is a risk. He goes, we all risk together. Mining is a risk. Loving is a risk. Yeah. Uh, living is a risk. So
1: I think we need to do live. Very prescient.
0: Live, love, mine. <laughs> or live, mine, love. There, there
1: you go. <laughs> mine what you mine. Yeah. Uh, but you almost wish there was like a drink in their hands for them to be like, you know, salute. <laughs> One more time. Before they head off to, to, you know, their potential doom. But yeah, they, they they get in there. They pretend that Ross is someone that they captured yep and before, before you know it Ross is just cold cocking people punching them left Tholly and right is in like too. a full 360 oh yeah they got I guns they and immediately
0: got... it's like somehow you know it's like a video game they just punch the guy down and walk over his body and now they're holding
1: a gun <laughs> yeah they automatically equip it I kind of wish we got some imagery of, uh, of Thali clawing at some people with a hook in his hand he's got a hook oh just some
0: awesome people get some some, some hard R yeah. violence in there
1: and if he's really a prior, give him the man a sword Let's see him go go off. Well, I, hey, I think I don't think anyone would complain about
0: that. They can't understand what he's saying, so it'd be nice to see him get physical.
1: So, lean into him being a full pirate. Just lean into it. Um, but yeah, they make their way through the whole area.
0: They're staying stealth. They're keeping people quiet. Yeah.
1: Yep. And they find Dwight. Yeah, and Dwight
0: says, "I'm not. You think I'm leaving now?
1: There's all these sick people. He, he looks." he looks like he's seen a ghost. He yeah. like, he he sees like, he says like Ross, but it doesn't seem to register with him in his face. At least to like, mm-hmm. Oh, this is a real, this he's actually he's got here. scurvy or something. Right. Yeah. He, he, everything's sitting sideways for him. Just a yeah. little bit.
0: Yeah. He's not in a good spot, but he also brings up the point that he is the, he's one of two doctors in this whole prison. He's actually important. <laughs> and, and yeah. Ross keeps going, I'm not trying to make this a mass jailbreak. I'm just getting you. <laughs> Right.
1: <laughs> uh, but Dwight, yeah, he doesn't look like he's ready to go or anything. He, he's just beside himself. But Armitage uh, is like,
0: dude, they're here for you. Come on. It's his time to so go. So, yeah,
1: Armitage is, is his, his buddy who's there. Mm-hmm. that we, we learned a little bit about early, earlier in the episode when Dwight and him were talking, where Dwight is unsure if he'll ever see his wife again, Caroline, if he'll ever make it out of there. And Armitage confines to him that, you know, I'm actually rich. Uh, and I'm supposed to, have, you know, get into a good marriage. I want to be able to choose who I end up with, though, mm-hmm. at least look at that. Uh, what a noble man! Yeah, he's a foul mouth. Uh, he's related to them. Yeah, he, he re- briefly references the family name. Uh, but yeah, Ross and them come to save him. Let's get out of here. Let, let, let Let's spring loose. And then somebody catches
0: wind and says, "Prison break!
1: <laughs> let's go!"
0: And it's like of As course, a, you know. Also at the same yeah. time, why wouldn't you just want to It seems like it seems very out of character for Ross to not want to try to at least help people get out, you know?
1: I mean, he's trying to keep it all on the low. He, he's you, trying you, to be Yeah, you think about on it.
0: the way out, he would like lob a grenade or something at the the doorway or something just so that yeah, people could I mean, escape. I don't think
1: he has a grenade, but they do have yeah, dynamite. They do have dynamite, but, yeah. Which they do use to, to blow up a blow open a door, but in order to do that, they're they're firing back at these French soldiers. They're popping off. They they got their rifles. They even get a moment where Ross fires it off, and Drake's like, "Take the gun." And he fling, he throws it at Ross, and Ross catches it. Pop. There's that <laughs> fires the it right moment off.
0: where they're trying to escape the prison, and they both go on. They say, "We can't go out the door," so they go above the door and jump down and knock the guns mm-hmm. out of the guy's head. Like, All right. I mean. I feel like any of these shows are not great with action direction, but this was fairly good.
1: There, there was a couple moments, though, where the French soldiers are firing directly at Ross, and then it cuts to Ross, but he's firing the gun at the same time. So it almost looks like Ross is getting shot at, but it's really just the the sparks from his gun as he's firing And back. I
0: believe Drake is, yells something like, Ross, and then Ross is just standing pointing his gun around like <laughs> just, nothing happens.
1: No, not at all. And you forget that these guns were wildly inaccurate back then. Mm-hmm. You can you could hardly aim that well with them. Well, not when you're, you know,
0: Ross who's picking them off one by one.
1: Yeah, but but someone does catch a stray.
0: Oh boy! And I was thinking, literally, as I was watching the episode, I said, "Who who can take the hit
1: here?" I, I thought I thought for a second that Henshaw speech was pretty like. Let's put things to bed now. Let's let us let us move on to another chapter. And it's like, oh man, don't let it be Henshaw. And it, hey, he got shot, and well, two people took a shot. Yeah, Drake and yeah, he, he, Henshaw. Right, Henshaw gets shot like directly in the chest. is not it in the neck? Close to the neck. So yes, yeah. yeah, so his neck is is blood on his neck. And Drake gets shot in the back or something like that.
0: Yeah, I mean Drake is it's, Drake's making it out. We know that nothing's happening to Drake.
1: Yeah, he'll learn a lesson, maybe not to jump into the fray again, but, yeah, he, he's okay.
0: Yeah, so we see that uh, Henshaw is down, and Ross is like, what can we do? Dwight, help. And Dwight is like, dude, you just busting me out of prison, man. You really want me to save him already? Like, can I have a minute?
1: Uh, I'm covered in, like, my piss and my vomit all over me, man. I got just scurvy. Look at, look at my dwinds, limbs, man. I need fluids. Look at this beard. It's turning colors, man. Uh, Dwight
0: basically says he's gone. And what well, Makes me very sad about this moment is that he's not dead. He's clearly not actually mm-hmm. dead. Right. But they're not treating him, they're not giving him an honorable exit. They're not saying, like, thank you, friend. Thank you for your service. We love you. We'll send the regards he's to He's cognizant
1: family. of things. They could communicate yes, to him. Yes, they, they could if very much
0: communicate to him, at least say, like, thank you, brother. They're saying, yeah. <laughs> I believe they say, uh, all right, we need to get Henshaw. and And Dr. Dwight says, he's dead let's go
1: (laughs) don't waste your time so
0: uh they run away and leave him there you know they basically Mm -hmm. say there's no point in getting his body but it's just so um you know inhumane to just leave him there to to pass on his i understand the the concept the consequences if they stood around but it just seems very out of character for us to not even like look him in the eye and get that moment of like Thank you, brother. Like, that's the Ross thing that should have happened.
1: And you wonder, man, what those French are going to do with that body. They're just going to probably burn it. That's it for Henshaw. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, But that would be a swerve, though. We didn't actually see him die. That is true. If if they do somehow preserve him (laughs) to come back. Freeze him? (laughs) Who knows? Why not? We didn't didn't actually see him die. Because what happens is they finally escape to the boat. And Dwight confides to Ross, when I told you that he died... I lied, <laughs> and and that's where I think it's okay that we didn't get the moment of Ross saying goodbye to Henshaw because at least we have that moment of Dwight telling saying like if I didn't tell you that he was dead, you would have stayed there forever. So we and we need to get going. Um,
0: it, I, I don't. I think so, it's a little bit of a lapse of judgment in the writers. Okay. I do get. I, I mean, they're, the, they're behind enemy lines. The Doctor Dwight scene, but then I feel like Doctor Dwight should have had that line of like, "Thank you, brother." You know,
1: this is like, it's, no, it's well, not like know, there's he like 30 dudes. He, he, may have, he may have said that after they left. That's, <laughs> that's true. No that is true. Um, and then they're working on Drake and, uh, Dwight tells them that's one less person you're gonna have to worry about. He'll, he'll be, he'll be, well, no, cause actually they're worried about Drake. He's passing out. And so Ross is rowing really hard. He's row, row, mm-hmm. rowing. Oh, and boat. they do, Armitage comes with them. He shows up. Right. Right, he dives into the boat. Like, take me with you. I'm. I'm, I'm he's like, I heard you're down one. Oh. I'm here. Yeah, all twenty other uh, people they sprung with, they're just running, <laughs> whooping around uh, the the town. Yeah, looking to be caught. Armitage is out of there with them. But yeah, so they they need to like make a connection to like the, either the British forces or someone to like help save Drake because he's fading. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Ross has like a premonition of. Seeing Henshaw on a table, Drake on a table, t- people telling him this is all your fault. Dwight on a table? You screw up. Who's on the table? Dwight. Yeah. Because it's oh, yeah, Demelza, yeah. Boy, boy, it Henshaw's
0: wife. Who I'm like, I don't really care about her. I don't know who that is. Yeah, right.
1: And, and we hear George also commenting like, you're no good or whatever. You're, you're terrible. Like, How does it feel like, oh, to
0: be such a piece of trash
1: in, in right. George I said, talk? Well, why, would, why is George weighing on your mind that heavily right now, man? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Um, but I feel like it alludes a little bit to maybe where we're going with Ross at least in terms of the way he's concerned about how others perceive him as a mm, reckless, yeah, or not yeah. recluse, a reckless, reckless man reckless man because he kind of just does what he wants without anyone telling him otherwise and there's got to be some comeuppance he's going to get some heyday soon enough
0: it's very uh, Robert Pattinson Batman like thinking about what your legacy means and how your actions affect the people around you you know very broad strokes, masculine identity crisis.
1: I didn't get that from that movie, but sure. <laughs> I'll, go, I'll go with you on that. Le- yeah,
0: family legacy. He doesn't want to, you know... Sure. Do that to the dark name.
1: Understandably. So I guess from there, we uh, should
0: backtrack to the other story, and then they all link up after. Yeah. So the other story is there's this party that <clears throat> Caroline is invited to, and she wants Demelza to, to be a plus one. In the meanwhile... George is not invited. George has to procure an invitation
1: from one of the guests.
0: Yeah. And his mission... Well, so was, oh, uh, do you, you had some, something to interject?
1: Yeah, I think, I think we need to just back up for a second. Is that Ross's operation, he wanted to keep that on the low. He didn't want people knowing about it. Yes. It, to the to the point that uh, they don't want Caroline to know and worry about what, what could go wrong because uh, as far as she knows, the British soldiers will be there. Mm-hmm. So Demelza feigns being ill uh, to try and distract Caroline. And Caroline's like, no, I can't stay inside one night more. I need to show my face. Yeah,
0: Demelza's like, look, I'm, I'm displaying symptoms. Yeah. I'm not going to take that's a sick. test until they get a little further. But, but Caroline's like, we don't believe in that here. Come on out to the party. Yeah.
1: We don't mask here and try to work. Nope. Them. Come out to this party. Uh, so, yeah, that's how she ends up at that party. We also, to set this up too, Whitworth is still in the picture.
0: Yes, but uh Morwenna has yet to give her a a answer.
1: And right. And George, George is frustrated because he he thought she'd be sick of being in uh or no, she's in trend with right now, right? Yeah, she's in trend with, and, and he drove. says I
0: don't understand why she hasn't broken yet, as if Tom Harry hasn't can't just report this stuff to him.
1: Yeah, right? She she's just busy hanging out with Drake all the time so she's doing fine but George reaffirms to, to Whitworth that there will be a decision within the month because mm-hmm. he comes to ask about that
0: and we see more is a bit accepting even though she's, she's still grossed out by this guy like she knows this is what has to happen
1: right because especially after Aunt Agatha told her stay away from Drake it's not good for you mm-hmm. uh, but the one other thing too before this party is that George finds out about Ross's I- I- excursion because Tom Harry keeps his ear close to the ground. Yeah. He, he knows, he knows it's going on. And, uh, that's how Demelza finds out through back channels. Cause Sam finds out who tells Demelza. Then mm-hmm. that's why she goes to Caroline. <laughs> uh, in either way, they all end up at this ball either. Anyways. And George's, gossiping about ross
0: yeah george is trying to yeah. use whitworth as his sort of mm-hmm. conversational foil or mirror to get this uh, lord falmouth to to think poorly about ross and mm-hmm. any sort of ideas of him being on parliament get those out of the way he even tells elizabeth like our mission here is to disparage ross
1: right and and just to back up for a second on that. George has only heard that there's interest in Ross serving for Parliament. I don't think it's Ross's idea to serve for Parliament, nor have we heard him talk about that at all. Oh, absolutely not. Yeah. Other people are interested in him, and that's why how he's going to go about this, is disparaging him. Uh, So he he talks up this foolhardy mission that he's on to go save some soldiers. does not go over well. People don't want to hear that. No,
0: it doesn't go over well, and... Demelza keeps Caroline away from it like she never catches wind of this
1: operation yeah not not the full details there no she doesn't Yeah, Demelza's
0: really doing a good job of moving her away from you know the earshot of what's going on
1: yeah of, of concern and uh George you know at one point goes up to Demelza and you know asks how can she just deal with him just being so reckless when will he grow up to which Melza says, "Well, when will you grow up?" <laughs> Boom. Oh, Take yeah. George. That lands with him. He, 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 yeah. Uh yeah, is it not galling to be married to a hothead? It's positively infantile.
0: And and doesn't he, yeah, say, like, he doesn't he say like doesn't does he not allow you to dance? What is he? You well, didn't like that kind of sport. Like George is just being a brat here. <laughs> yeah. But uh, he goes over and he asks Elizabeth. He says, "Did you talk to this, talk to the, be these people about how what terrible what Ross is doing?" And she said, uh, "Falmouth's nephew is ta- is in a prison, so I didn't think it was appropriate to talk about that at all." And George's like, "Well, we totally failed this whole thing, then, huh?"
1: <laughs> yeah, George is like, "Oh man, I wish I would have done my research and knowing that one of their family members was in jail." Uh, potentially where Ross is going to save Come people. If only I knew.
0: Come on, Tom Harry. You really could have done something.
1: Got to keep your ear a little closer to the ground, man. Or Stick your head in it, man.
0: But I think that's where these plots uh, reconverge for the last few moments of the episode. Mm-hmm. So they make it back. The, the, they just appear on the... Yeah. So Who is it who runs in and says, There's someone on the shore. There's a ship on the shore. Is it Sam who's
1: running around? Yeah, yeah, it is Sam. And, yeah, they've all returned. Everyone's so happy. And Demel's like, you all made it. No one died. And Ross is like, well, Ross gives her a look like,
0: count the heads. Yeah. Who's not
1: here? She goes up to Armitage
0: and she goes, I don't know you, but I'm glad you're here. And Ross is like, count the heads. Who's missing? Come on. You'll get there.
1: Yeah. And it is Mr. Henshaw who's missing. And that, that bothers her
0: mm-hmm. well I mean as
1: it should because he's been a loyal friend to Ross well that's the wild thing to me too with this, this uh, Henshaw character is just and yeah, we'll talk about it when we get to the power rankings anyways uh, the one other piece of news is that George catches wind that one of the people that was sprung loose was indeed <laughs> the cousin of the foul, the Foulmouse yeah Armitage or the Foulwurst what, what is it Foul? Foulmouth
0: it's like a Massachusetts Falmouth.
1: town Okay. Uh, so, yeah, he sprung one of them loose, to which George is not too happy to hear that. Well, George also,
0: that, but, George says, oh, well, they lost Henshaw, and so, what, they saved one person and they lost one person? That's not even a successful mission. And then Tom Harry says, well, actually, he freed about 20 prisoners, and George is like, <laughs> oh, God. And then he finds out one of them is the nephew of Lord Falmouth, who was this guy that you were trying to trash talk Ross to yesterday. And George is like, Oh no. Like Tom Harry, can you get out of here? You stink.
1: Oh man. Uh, So yeah, George, uh, not feeling too hot at the end of this episode.
0: No, rightfully. I mean, he doesn't deserve to feel hot at the end of this episode.
1: Yeah. Uh, but the episode closes with them. Uh, A little funeral. Well, yeah, funeral. And, uh, yeah, we see the gravestone of Henshaw. How often will we see this gravestone on the show, Dave? Never again. More more than likely. Uh, they're singing. They're letting him be. It does not look like Ross is too happy with how things worked out.
0: No, he's very reflective. And I think this, this sort of vision he had is is weighing heavy on his head absolutely but we also do see that uh, Dr. Dwight says I need a week to recover before I see Caroline and uh, Ross says in sort of chipper Ross he's like I don't think it's going to be like that buddy and then she rolls right in
1: and there's Dwight and uh, he just pisses himself he doesn't know how to react yeah she's like you have a beard now you didn't shave (laughs) been a vagrant for months now um but yeah that is the episode in a nutshell
0: yeah we also missed the moment of uh of sam giving demelza the note that drake wrote saying you know this is what i'm doing don't blame ross and and demelza holds the note at sam
1: and says like did god do this is this god's will (laughs) gotta let him know man not everything goes according to god's plan here yeah uh, yeah, imagine if Drake didn't come back. That would be devastating. Um, was this a good episode, Dave?
0: Oh yeah, this was a really good episode. For I don't know if it needed to be fifty-seven minutes. Could it, we could have trimmed about three to four of, of off of this sort of shots of guns firing and stuff like that. But yeah, it was a great episode.
1: Yeah, I thought it rocked. This is, this is I think one of the high points for the season. Just give me a bunch of action, and then. You know, trying to save the day—that was, was some great stuff. Yeah, George and then looking George, like a fool. Looking like a fool. Can't top it. No, not at all. Yeah. Well, we got some power rankings. We do, we do. Who do you got going down? At number three, I got Ross.
0: Going down? Okay. He,
1: he looks shook at the end of this episode. This is not the Ross that we know. You know, after a mission that was mostly successful, he. he Put the lives of his friends at risk, and even though he got Dwight out of there, whatever he saw in his vision has shook him to to his core. So something's up with Ross, man. Okay, that's that's fair. And number three, who's going down for you? I got more
0: Wena because Mm -hmm. it ain't been easy on her. It's it's on Agatha kind of put it in perspective. This ninety nine year old woman saying, "Look, you got to it's your heart's in the right place, but you got to stop this." And then everybody, you know, when Trey gets back ashore with his arm in a sling, she's like a football field away watching it. She can't do this anymore. And we have all this stuff with Whitworth that she's, you know, he tells her that he's thinking about her all the time and wants to know where they're going to go on their honeymoon. And she's like, I don't think about that.
1: She's really grossed out by him. And I get it. Yeah. And I understand. You, you've, been, you've had those conversations of where to go on a honeymoon and you were just grossed out. By a creepy down. older widow. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, at number two, I got George. It's not a great week for him. Okay. Uh, he takes the L of failing to sp- disparage Ross's name. Uh, he hasn't really gotten more in place with uh, Whitworth yet. And then his son has Ricketts. <laughs> and he's not too happy about that. Yeah,
0: well, I have a feeling we're going to have a little flippy floppy, so I'll just tell you my number... One is George going down for those reasons. Okay. My number two sure. going down is Captain Henshaw.
1: I mean, R.I.P. Right? Is he your number one? Nah, oh. number one. I got Drake Carn going down. Oh,
0: oh. Well, let me then. I then I must give Captain Henshaw his moment. He, you know, you die on the Lord De Grantham. You get number two because Henshaw died a noble yeah. and honorable death, defending someone that helped him and his employees. So.
1: T- sucks to die nobly and and, and nobly and and honorably but he also died alone and alive yes but it will
0: potentially not alone with some french people but he did die honorably so that's why he's number two whereas george spends the entire episode trying to make this mission seem like a fruitless childish endeavor where Mm -hmm. you know anyone with half a brain can see that maybe this is a little reckless but it's for the right reasons and this war is terrible yeah so I think from the get-go oh, he's he's lost control and and I think he's he doesn't even realize how bad he's he's in you know in it right now so yeah so now explain why Drake had it worse than the dead guy and the someone guy got, who screwed over his whole episode
1: Drake Carn gets broken up with uh-huh. and then he has this plan to go out to save Dwight Ennis his man he, who he doesn't even know mm-hmm. and gets shot in the back. And I guess at the end Morwen is there, right? But there's nothing's gonna happen. Yeah, they're right? not gonna Between be connected. Right? Uh so he's just a lonely boy who's getting uh who has to rest up. And he, yeah, man. It's a hard time for him right now. Yeah, yeah, sure. There's nothing po nothing positive. I going think in he play. he
0: contributed positively to the mission
1: though. Right, he's a warm body you could take a bullet. Yeah.
0: Here's a question. Where's Captain yeah. Bla- uh, Captain Blamey for all of this? Don't you think it'd be like ca- the seas. call up your your brother in law and be like, "Hey, bro, we need it. We need safe passage, and we need help." And he's like,
1: "All right, oh, man." He's got, I mean, he's got new kids. He's got new kids. Uh, kids are probably Jeffrey Charles's age. They're probably yeah, probably growing also on serving like, in the war. Probably
0: is he. He's a merchant marine, though, right? So is he just... Uh, I don't know, man. I don't know. I think we're, we're due for some blaming in this season. We're five episodes well, what, in. What
1: Ross should have done has been like, get that Jeffrey Charles kid. He's got potential. He get can him climb, climb in the <laughs> vents. <laughs> yeah. Well, who's going up for you, Dave?
0: At number three, I mean, I feel like this is a pretty simple up rankings. I got Demelza because okay, she, she holds it down at home. She Mm -hmm. keeps the information about the mission away from Caroline successfully in a way that Mm -hmm. uh, I feel like that's sort of the C plot. If the B plot is is George trying to disparage Ross, the C plot is let's keep Caroline above water. And she does that pretty gracefully. And, you know, she's been known to not be on board with Ross's plans and she's learning about him slowly and. I think this is a very sure. mature response to what he's doing this week. So, kudos to Demelza.
1: Right. Well, for me at number 3, I got Armitage. Okay. This guy he, he escaped with his life. He's doing okay. Uh, and it looks like he's going to be a big player cuz again, he mentioned that he's you know, comes from a family name. He's looking for a wife to be. Mhm. And he cleaned up really well. The oh guy yeah, guy yeah. When you see him at the funeral, he's, he's looking like put together. Something's going to happen with this guy. He's going to stick around. Oh, yeah.
0: Who do, you, who do you ship him with, I guess? Is there any single women at this point?
1: It's going to be more women, probably. If Whitworth can't work out and it's, he's from the same family. Oh, Drake is not going to like that. It makes for a more interesting triangle. It makes it, makes it even more, more like Pride and Prejudice, where Whitworth is the, the fool on the outside looking in at this other relationship <laughs> where he has no chance compared to these other two guys.
0: On number two going up,
1: controversial to
0: you. I got Ross because Okay. They make it back
1: alive. At what cost though, Dave? At At what cost?
0: That's true, but I don't think he understands what has worked in his favor just by him being him. Yeah. He doesn't know that George has been trying to make him look bad, but he wound up making him look great.
1: He doesn't even know about Parliament or anything.
0: <laughs> he's, you know, like I think he's set up to succeed. Our old boy Ross. We'll see. I we'll hope. See.
1: Well, at number two, I got Dwight. Okay, the man is home. Wow, this is an he interesting,
0: and I'm I'm very curious. Who's up top
1: for you? Why is Dwight your number one?
0: Yeah, Dwight. I'll tell you, my my number one is a tie between Dwight and Armitage. They both have spent the whole oh, okay. season in a depression in a prison cell, and. They both make it out on a heroic mission, and they both wind up safely home. And you know, I do think you could just say this is mostly Dwight, but Armitage—Armitage, Armitage perhaps more so than Dwight, because Armitage wasn't even the, supposed to make it out with them.
1: Right. He made it to safety with them, and at least with Dwight, though, like the thing is, he's he, he's very shook. Uh huh. So we'll see how that plays out. So yeah. he, can, he can't have had the best week if he's a little bit broken, doesn't want to see Caroline yet. He seemed pretty happy um, to see her when she was when they were. To and get also, her. he he let Henshaw die, which I understand they had to. But
0: it was a sacrifice. This man has seen a lot of people yeah. die over the past couple months.
1: True. Well, <laughs> I, it, for me, it had to be Captain Henshaw, number one going up, man, oh. going up, all the way up to the Pearly Gates. That guy <laughs> leaves his I wife
0: mean, behind.
1: <laughs> rest in power. This is a guy who took a chance on Ross when no one else would. He's like, I got some money to roll. You can take it from me. I believe in you with this mine. He had no reason to do that. He stuck with him as an investor and then became a friend, and then an ally in battle, and then took one for the team. Uh, I, all right, I'll, I'll give you that. Rest in power. It's <laughs> Captain Henshaw. Hardly knew you. Didn't get a
0: nearly enough representation on our power rankings over the course of the show.
1: I think part of it was I kept getting his name confused with Zaki. Mm-hmm. I thought they were like the, I kept getting their names twisted.
0: They kind of go hand but, in hand. How is Zaki going to operate without without Henshaw? They're like Lenny and Carl,
1: <laughs> right? They're always paired together. So, yeah, we'll we'll see about that. It's a very very much a shame losing Henshaw though. Always enjoyed his presence. Always felt like when things were going down uh, for for Ross, he had someone in his corner to help him out. Mm-hmm. Now it's just Zacky no, yeah, not, not as much Zacky. I think Henshaw was really good at being there for him. Yeah. But that's this week on Poldark. That is. Season 3, Episode 5. Indeed. Dave, you been watching anything else?
0: Uh, no, not. I feel like this week has flown by since the last time we recorded. I haven't really sunk in mm. my teeth into much. I saw that movie The Black Phone with Ethan Hawke. How was that? It was solid. Solid, like, Stephen okay. King-ish horror movie. But not really that yeah. scary. More of a, like, that. what's the one what with the blind think? guy? Um, don't Breathe. It was like that. So it was more like figure out your way away from the terror kind of stuff. That was pretty oh, okay. good. What about you? For you me. watch anything good?
1: Well, I saw the Jurassic, the new Jurassic Park movie, Dave, and you'd seen it too. Mm-hmm. I mean, everyone is coming out with pitchforks for it, and it's like, none of these recent Jurassic Park movies have been like the most incredible things. So my expectations were low and it met them like it it was fine. Mm -hmm. Just like all these other Jurassic Park movies were, if you've seen the other ones and you thought they were fine, it's the same level of fine. I
0: I think I kind of compare it to the the prequels where like, I remember that moment watching star Wars episode two where Yoda pulls out the lightsaber and I was like, Oh boy, I'm here. Mm -hmm. I'm and there's nowhere to go but up. So the next movie, when he pulls out the lightsaber, we say, well, he's done it before. Let yeah, me try to enjoy
1: it. it. I just wanted to see some dinosaurs eating people, and we got that. I'm fine. Yeah, <laughs> it was pretty I'm good. Okay and uh, I also finished Love on the Spectrum in the U.S. <laughs> uh, on Netflix. It's very bingeable. Very so bingeable and very uh,
0: very sweet. I think it, it's a it's a different breed than the Australian one.
1: Yeah, I think the Australian one. Keeps it almost a little too real with like how broad the spectrum is, whereas the U.S. has it has more high functioning people participating in it. So mm-hmm. there's a lot more, there's a few more happier endings on this show than, than on the other one, I think, because they have people who are just able to engage, I guess, with each other more, maybe.
0: Uh, I feel like they there's more of a broadness in the spectrum of very low functioning people that like live with their parents, and then very high functioning people that have lived on their own for forty years. So, oh yeah, um, absolutely.
1: I Just mean for the show. Yeah, yeah. They featured and stuff.
0: Definitely, yeah. they definitely played up the the positives more in this show than I think the Australian version. Yeah, a little less bleak, Whereas, and 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 uh, bittersweet than the Australian
1: version. Because the Australian one is like they're o- they always end up. Spoiler alert! Just like breaking up or not sticking staying together or- yeah and not to say that yeah. everyone
0: in the American one winds up married to their dates but there's more yeah. of a like oh we know how this will work out but I think I I mean I as someone who works in, in special education I feel like I have my theories about why the positive ones are mm-hmm. positive and, sure. and it's not anything negative it's just one of those things that I think that they kind of set the families up to do well Right. Whereas Australia, I do feel like they're much more kind of independent
1: adults. Yeah, it needs to be a more collaborative thing between the family. Yeah, open yeah and definitely. Stuff.
0: Yeah. But still a phenomenal, what, six episodes? Six
1: episodes. per. It, it's Watch it like
0: that. Beautiful so TV. Can... It is, uh, you know, I, I've recommended it to
1: everybody. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, But aside from that, I think that's all we got this week. Yeah. Otherwise, we got Patreon content coming to you soon.
0: Yes, next week we're going to do some, then we're going to... Pylon.
1: yep uh, but otherwise you know where to find us uh, iTunes leave us five star rating reviews yep. Spotify Twitter Facebook Instagram Grantham at gmail.com we got a whole, a whole archive on Podbean you can find us yeah and our patrons out there too if you want to that's right subscribe that's right. get your issue and we'll catch you next time on the pod <laughs>